0: This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, no nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 92 is brought to us by Bybit. Uh, When the world crashes, traders can still make money. This is very important. Regardless of where you trade, make sure you're doing it, but for what it's worth, People are asking about the stablecoin that Bybit uses. They use USDT, they always have. And do not forget the promotion we have this month with the XRP airdrop as well. And if I can sweet talk them into it, we will continue to have these airdrops going forward. And as always, this only applies to my traders, so click the link down below in the description and get yourself started. Because membership does have its rewards. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, let's see, where should we start uh, let's, get the, let's get the nasty stuff out of the way, um, and let's start with USDC. So if you didn't know, USDC lost its peg um, for now, and we really don't know if it's going to get it back or not. A lot of people have theories on this, but trying to make any kind of prediction in crypto is very hard to do. So if you were to ask anybody in crypto uh, all around the world what their top two stablecoins were, In terms of safety, uh, USDC would be on every single person's list and probably number one, certainly on my number one. Uh, But they had some of their funds in uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which went under, and there became a miniature bank run on USDC late last night. And I got to be part of it. So exciting. Uh, You guys know I treat crypto as its own bank separate from the banking system and i held usdc and when i caught wind of this peg falling uh, usdc had fallen down to about 95 cents on the dollar and i had a decision to make you know this the same decision everybody would have to make if they were caught in the middle of a bank run you know my logical side said okay you know i had been through the whole ust thing and even though I didn't have UST, uh, I watched the whole thing fall right in front of me in real time. I also know that USDC is not UST. They didn't do anything fraudulent out of the $40 billion they had in cash, you know, actual cash that a bank's going to need to hold. They had $3.3 billion of that in Silicon Valley Bank. Now, this is not a lot. At all, when you consider the totality of the reserves that USDC holds. So, this didn't make a lot of sense. But again, I also understand human behavior. And when the Western Hemisphere wakes up to see this drop, you know, what are they going to do? You know, everybody thinks they understand the the back end mechanics of these tokens um, up until something really bad happens, and then we find out what was really going on. And then the media comes in later and says, "Look at all these idiots! How did they not know just how broken and unstable some of these tokens are?" You know, well, we know what we know, and we do the best job to understand what the hell it is we're putting our money in. And so I was torn. So I, you know, I, I was pretty confident on the future of USDC, but then again, I also know how bank runs work. So as it dwindled down to about $0.94, I took all of the USDC I had, switched over to Tether, and took a 6% haircut in one night. Uh, Not stoked about it. Also not stoked about having all of my stablecoins in USDT either, but USDT has weathered quite the storm and has done very well despite that. And (laughs) and yesterday was a very good day for them as well, as today will probably be too. So um, I, I would expect... You know, gun to my head, the USDC will go back to a dollar. But, you know, safety matters. You know, so I had to make the decision that I made. Uh, Now, I think the bigger concern is the contagion that will come about if USDC does not get back to a dollar. Or even if they do, there's some trust loss there. And almost every company you see on the blockchain has some USDC. Some of them have a lot of USDC. And the only reason you see some of them going up right now is because people are leaving USDC and they don't necessarily want to put that money into another stablecoin. If I had to make another prediction I would say that overall this is going to be really rough for the overall market. If there weren't already enough downside factors pushing down on top of the crypto market overall. Uh, But this is no shock. We've been bearish on the crypto market for a long time here on the podcast. You guys already know. Uh, But the key factor I want to point to in that story is that I had to make a very rough decision that I didn't ever think I was going to have to make. And we are closer now. Everybody listening right now, if you're in a Western country, you are closer now to an all-out banking crisis than you have probably ever been in your entire life. Because I've said this before as well, we have been conditioned to believe that it just can't happen. You know, if there's anything you can trust in life, you know, of all the things that have let you down since you've been born, it is that if you put money in a bank, it will be safe when it's there. Now, the problem is banks know that and they have taken advantage of this trust over time. And just about every single one of them is rotten at the core in some way. Let's go ahead and make matters worse by reiterating some of the things we've also talked about on this podcast and on the blog and on Twitter when it comes to what happens if a bank does fail. All right, well, Silicon Valley Bank is dealing with the FDIC right now. And we've said before, they, if everybody needed the FDIC, they would only have about a tenth of the money they need to recover funds. And then how long would it take them just to get... of your money back you know I don't think it's instant you know there's people on Twitter like oh it's fine you know the the Fed will come in or uh, the SEC will come in whoever comes in and bail these banks out well no we've talked about this as well they passed that law in 2012 in the United States I'm not sure how it is in your country saying that the Fed is no longer responsible for bailing out banks we are the bank's clients are it's called a bail-in There's venture capitalists right now who have gotten hit by this whole Silicon Valley bank uh, failure, saying, government, you have to come in. You have no choice. You have to come in and bail this bank out. There's too much riding on this. Uh, Now, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but we've also mentioned this before. The government does not like Silicon Valley. Democrats hate them. Republicans hate them. Because they've built up too much power over the last decade. And this story has gotten plenty of press. I have family from the other side of the world asking me if I'm affected by this at all. And the, the bank runs are one big row of dominoes. You know, we, you don't want people to find out that banks are failing because then they worry about their bank. And then they start pulling money out. And then this whole ripple effect occurs. And this is why I kept saying in my Six Crises blog, Yeah, this is the one, especially if you're a Westerner, really anywhere, but especially if you're a Westerner because you haven't dealt with this before, this is the one crisis you really don't want out of all of them. You know, an energy crisis may affect you a little bit, might make prices go up, you might have to do without a few things, but you're going to be fine. Same with the food crisis, most likely. Housing is housing, we've dealt with it before. A banking crisis, fucking yikes. It is not what you want. Now before I get to the solutions part of this podcast episode, uh, people are asking me too what that would do to the value of the United States dollar if we saw something like this in the United States. Uh, Hard to say because we don't have much of a precedent, Uh, but just basic economics tells us that when people want to get their United States dollars out of a bank, that is also called demand. Uh, So conventional wisdom would say the value of the dollar would remain strong, um, especially in this environment too. Uh, where it looks like interest rates may not be coming down the way we thought. Uh, but when you have these full-on black swan events, anything can happen. So on to the solutions part. Now, I'm pretty much preaching to the choir here. This is a financial prepping podcast. That This is, this is pretty much all we talk about. Uh, so I'm not bringing anything new to the table here. We're just going to sum up a lot of the things we've already been talking about in one episode, just kind of tie it all up in a little bow. So you can go and take action if you have not already. And I have a feeling there's some of you who listen to podcasts like this, but you don't take action because you get lazy and you just don't feel like it's necessary. You know, do you feel like it's necessary now? What if Wells Fargo and Standard Chartered went out tomorrow? You know, we've said it before. This is the 2020s. Expect the unexpected. Expect things that have never happened before in your life to happen this decade. And expect the people who are the most unprepared for these things to suffer the most. Now the number one thing you can do to not not prevent something like this, but lessen the blow of something like this, which really at the end of the day is going to be the most important thing, is to spread yourself out as much as possible. Have your money in 10 different places and expect two of them to fail you. But just understand, if you can stay afloat, that's the game here. Because you can become rich by default just by staying afloat. That's why people are asking, like, oh, where's the alpha in a crisis like this? I'm like, I wouldn't even really be looking for alpha. Just look for ways to stay even and to not lose your ass. Because if a full-on banking crisis does happen, you're also going to see a lot of those human interest stories that they show of somebody who lost it all. Uh, And there will be a lot of those people, a lot of those people, you know, just don't let it be you. you know, if you have the capability to bank offshore, do that as well. We just talked about a very cheap second digital residency last week on the show. And things like that open the door for these additional options. You know, th- This is all we do here, <laughs> Contrarians. So you should be ready, but let's keep going. Yeah. I'm seeing people on Twitter like, well, I can't have my money in banks, I can't have my money in crypto. Where do I put it? It's like, have you people never, ever heard of gold? And I'm going to say this now. I bet you there's the majority of people who listen to this podcast who have not taken the effort to open that avenue up in any way. And there's many ways you can do it. Uh, but it's just not exciting enough to them. Uh, I don't uh, People create reasons not to do stuff all the time. Uh, but in moments of crises, As it has been for a very, very long time, gold is a great option. Like, how can you not have any positioning in gold right now? You you better get that figured out soon. And now for what it's worth, this is not financial advice, it never is. But if you read Thursday's blog, you will see that right now, the overall value in terms of what you're getting for your money is heavily tilted towards silver. Instead of gold. So if you want to take it one step further, you know, maybe file that piece of information away, too Uh, Another thing we've talked about here many times on uh, across all different platforms that I'm on is uh, is cash Actual having cash in your possession because bank runs are all about getting cash out of the bank now Do you want to already have some or do you want to compete with all the unprepared masses as there's angry lines you know, pouring out of the door to get money that the bank doesn't have. You know, again, we think this scenario is absurd and it can't happen. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. All I'm saying is we are closer to it now than we have probably ever been in our entire lives. I mean, like, what's the percentage of this happening? I don't know, but let's say it was only maybe 10 or 15%. You know, if there's a 10 or 15% chance that your home was going to burn down, you would still be very, very compelled to get insurance. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, gold is insurance on your money. Having other bank accounts is like having other houses just in case one burns down. Having actual cash on hand is like having some of your belongings locked away in storage just in case your home does burn down, your stuff doesn't go with it. Um, But one additional place that we almost never talk about here on the podcast that is actually uh, becoming a much more attractive option, especially with interest rates, is uh, United States bonds. And you guys have heard me reference John Polanyi on this podcast before, spelled P-O-L-O-M i I'm not sure if I'm putting an N in his name when I'm not supposed to, but there are, there's either an N or there's not. So go look him up. And the podcast he did last week, so that's going to be right around March 3rd, 2023, talks about a direct way you can just hook your bank account up to um, this bond market and just buy directly and skip over all of the fees. Uh, it sounded like an interesting option, something I might be looking at. I was never really a bonds guy. You guys pretty much know that. Uh, but again, time and a place here. Because having your money in only one or two places when one of those places is in danger all of a sudden is a really scary thing. And it's not a place where anybody wants to be. And something like this is going to be rough on us no matter what. But at least lessen the blow by making sure that something like this cannot take you down. Yeah, it may give you a black eye or two. You know, We're all going to get those. But stay up. Rule number one, don't die. Rule number 1A, don't lose all your money. You know, this is a pretty big bank that went down, along with another crypto bank that went down. And people are starting to ask a lot of questions. Again, I don't know the chance of a full-on banking crisis. I hope it's small. I hope it never happens. I really hope it never happens. But I'll say it again. We are all closer to it now than we have probably ever been in our entire lives. You know, I'm talking to Westerners here as well. Some of you in other countries have already dealt with this and you already know how it is. And a lot of people in your country are absolutely scrambling. Don't scramble, spread yourself out as much as you can. Be crazy and be early.